Hello, this is Faithful Discourse with Chris Henry, a series of conversations at the intersection of religious faith and public life. I'm your host, Chris Henry. In nearly 16 years of ordained ministry, one of the things that I am learning over and over again is that the work of serving congregations well requires not just connections with colleagues, but genuine, deep friendship. All of us, pastors included, need people who understand our struggles, who are a call or a text message away, who find time to listen, with whom we can be vulnerable. I have been blessed by friendship at every stage of my journey, and when I moved to Indianapolis in the summer of 2018, one of the first people I met was Winterbourne Harrison Jones. Over these five years of serving in ministry together, Winterborn has become among my closest friends in this community, and by God's grace, our congregations have become partners in mission and in ministry. So a bit about our guest today. Reverend Dr. Winterborn Harrison Jones serves as pastor of the historic Witherspoon Presbyterian Church in Indianapolis. Winterborn is a gifted scholar, a public theologian, an author, a church and community leader, and a fifth-generation minister. With degrees from Fisk University, Colgate, Rochester, Crozier Divinity School, and IUPUI, Reverend Dr. Harrison Jones combines a scholar's mind with a pastor's heart, bringing his gifts in proclamation and the resources of Christian tradition to address pressing public issues. Winterborn, welcome to Faithful Discourse. Good to be here. So glad to have you. Thanks for the introduction. I feel special. Yes. (laughs) Well, you are. You are. The assumption that drives these conversations I'm hosting is that there are important discoveries, even revelations, to be made when we explore the place where our faith and public life meet each other. I know you firsthand to be a person of deep conviction uh, who has committed your gifts to pursuing the common good in the public square and to doing that through the leadership of congregations. Can you tell me a little bit about how those two commitments were formed in you? Uh, I'll try. <laughs> um, I'll say, Chris, that that I, I, I don't recall a time in my life when, uh, where... Uh, I did not know I was called to the life of the church. Mm-hmm. I never had dreams of being an astronaut or, mm-hmm. or football player or, or policeman mm-hmm. or firefighter or, or any of these things, uh, uh, all of them noble in their own way. I, I always had this deep uh, infatuation with, love for the work of the church, the role of the church, mm-hmm. but it was never tied to preaching. I, mm-hmm. Actually, today I, 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 I would not... Uh, call my preaching my greatest gift. It was the work of the church, the role of the church as uh, a convener, uh, a hub, uh, a resource for the community. And and um, even as a child, you know, I have in in my office. People think I make this story up, but as a child, I was I was quite quiet, you know, reserved. Uh, you can, <laughs> uh, my brother was nine years older than me, mm-hmm. and and um, was quite protective, but but you know. The age gap did mm-hmm. cause some, you know, mm-hmm. uh, pesky little brother uh-huh. dynamics. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. How about those? so I would I would go into the attic, and because my grandmother was uh, the former director of the daycare center at my grandfather's church, mm. 
and had retired by the time I came along, all of the learning materials and my grandfather's sermons and his robes and shoes were in the attic. And since the basement belonged to my older brother and my cousins, then the attic became my sort of laboratory. And so I would take... um, I would take the 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 tops off of the 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 the, the containers, storage containers, and draw like cities. And and um, I had signs that said, you know, Reverend Doctor Larry Jones, you know, mm. St. John Baptist Church was served. So I had a school uh, up there. I had a uh, a, 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 a church, uh, and I would preach to the stuffed animals, which prepared me uh, to be Presbyterian. <laughs> and, <laughs> they, they too did not have call and response, <laughs> but. but but as a child, my mind, you know, mm. and I have one in my office now that has, you know, it was called, you know, Larry's Town. I had a church and a school and a, a daycare center, uh, a clinic, mm. um, all around my understanding of the work of the church. And and mm. so uh, as impressive, I use that word as you know, humbly with a lowercase i, as credentials may be, mm. it, it all came out of this 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 love for this quest to be of service Mm -hmm. to the greater good for the glory of God Mm -hmm. through the local church. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, church as, you know, all of the, it sits in this this sort of beautiful intersection of of public life, of of, of engagement, of of advocacy. Mm -hmm. And then my unique understanding of the role of the preacher, Mm -hmm. sort of the embodiment Mm -hmm. of this sort of work. Um, those who I, I admired, both within my own family and and throughout the community, my own faith tradition, being mm-hmm. fifth generation Baptist, mm-hmm. and um, from the East Coast uniquely, mm-hmm. and and that particular mm-hmm. model of ministry yes. tied to the challenges, uh, uh, not unique to, but I think uh, historic to that part of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I have strived to do, mm-hmm. to, to be uh, for others what I have seen so many uh, model to, to build mm-hmm. in this city, this time, alongside the beautiful people mm-hmm. of Witherspoon, mm-hmm. um, an a institution that uh, can do more than preach about mm-hmm. a better world, mm-hmm. but can equip uh, men and women, boys and girls, uh, with the tools necessary to live into their own sense of self-efficacy. Yes. yes. So, I love that image of Winterborn, the child in the yeah. attic, uh, designing the city with the church at the center. It, at the center. It takes me to uh, uh, my experience. I grew up the son of a pastor in a small southern town in North Carolina, and um, I would go with my father on home communion uh-huh. visits where he would take to the, the elderly in the congregation and serve communion, and I loved to go. But maybe what I loved most after the conversations were over um, was when we would go back to the church and dad would leave that travel communion set mm-hmm. on the table in his mm-hmm. office, and I would sneak it out of his office mm-hmm. down the hallway, and then yeah. I would serve communion yeah. to, uh, yes, to the stuffed yeah, animals, stuffed or animals. you know, to sometimes just to the pillows on yeah. the couch or something. But um, I think there is something about sort of early in life living into that vocation yeah. um, that would become yours. Um, in so many ways, uh, you fill the role, a role in our city and in the community as that public theologian. What does that what does that term mean to you? What does it mean to be you know, a public it, theologian? It, it is lofty. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what I will say about the, our prior point, though, mm-hmm. I will say this, that if you look ever so closely at me at any given moment, I have not grown beyond that child in the mm-hmm. attic. Mm-hmm. 
actually found as as my congregation has just moved uh, yes. uh, locations, I found my first paper written in seminary and my first class in the fall of whatever year that was, 2010, uh, it was youth and, and young adult, Christian, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the paper was entitled, Every Child Needs an Attic. Mm-hmm. And I talked about the role of it, wow. of, 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 wow. of the power of space to experiment. Um, yes. But to your, to your question, um, I don't really know what a public theologian is. Uh, I, I know many who wear that title. But for me, it is it is showing up in space with a conviction, mm. to uh, conviction for uh, informed by some some deep analysis of one's of of one's role in helping to make the world a better place, and th- and then having done the work behind the scenes to say something intelligent, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> worthwhile, mm-hmm. in the public sphere, mm-hmm. you know, uniquely the women and men that I uh, have been blessed to be mentored by and and learn up under, uh, particularly who were pastors, right. had a remarkable gift to to move throughout sectors. Mm. And so the power of their mm-hmm. witness, mm-hmm. as powerful as it was within the sort of congregational context, um, they were in board meetings on Monday yes. and at city council meetings on Tuesday. Yes. And yeah. and um, many of them had uh, were bivocational. They were university professors mm-hmm. and university presidents mm-hmm. and stuff. So mm-hmm. so for me, it is taking taking the gospel of Jesus Christ um, out into the world with a kind of, um, uh, 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 with a kind of, uh, yes, a Christian conviction, but that Christian conviction does not become your own. Mm. It is, it, it, mm. it, your vision for the world is broad enough mm-hmm. to to address and include all those who are suffering under these tremendous uh, systems of oppression and injustice, and then to to model for the world what does. Uh, your sermon, a sermon, uh, looked like when pressed against, in the words of Thurman, uh, the the uh, the piece you and I talked about uh, mm-hmm. a few months ago at, at Second, uh, uh, when one's back is against the wall, you know. Mm-hmm. So 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 it, it is. Mm-hmm. So for me, a public theologian is is someone who shows up in the world with a vision for a better reality. Mm-hmm. And is willing to press that case. You know, they have they have set, they have studied, uh, they come with a vision that is not their own, yes. but it is wide, it is beautiful, it is diverse. They've done their own deconstruction mm-hmm. in order to be able to construct mm-hmm. uh, something that that all people, every walk of life, can can fit into, and 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 to do that um, with the same conviction that she or he, uh, they, uh, would do on Sunday within the quote unquote safe confines of the pulpit. So in some way, I strive to be the, I strive to be the same, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether it's on yes. Sunday or on Monday or uh, when I'm dealing with arts and culture, or I'm dealing with uh, police brutality, or I'm dealing with racism and white supremacy, or I'm dealing with uh, economic uh, uh, opportunity, whether I'm dealing with um, uh, uh, equitable division of, of goods in the city. Mm-hmm. To be that kind of moral, mm-hmm. you know, co- that, you know what, what, how, how might this world look different? Mm-hmm. And if that's a public theologian, then I, I, I guess is. I'll take it. I think it is. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, whatever that is, it, it, it's, it's all I know. I, I, I do not know of another way to live or to show up in the world than to embody that which we mm. profess mm. on Sunday. Mm. I love your description of a vision, um, which I think is so much of what ministry is about, is casting a vision of, of what could be, mm-hmm. um, a vision of a different way forward. Um, 
you said a vision that is not your own. Um, what what is the source of that vision for you? Um, what, what, where do we find um, within our tradition or within our sacred texts or within our own creative energies? Uh, where do we find a vision for what the the world, the city of Indianapolis, the the public square could be? You know, I I think. Uh, they are distinct, each of the mm-hmm. space uh, ways that you just framed that, mm-hmm. but also one in a in a beautiful way. And this may not be the best exegesis, so this may be, as one of my professors called, cornbread eisegesis, <laughs> you know. But but when I when I when I hear the words of of Revelation, then I saw a new heaven mm-hmm. and a new earth, whatever context I may have taken that out of. But you know, mm-hmm. when when I sit at home in my quiet time. Having, having heard and wrestled with, dealt with, been affected by the challenges facing the average American, average person, there is something in me that knows instinctively that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. And then creatively and spiritually begins to play with what might the world be if this thing was dissolved. Mm-hmm. So I am always looking for for um, I am I am always looking for, but also willing to be the mm-hmm. uh, solution to the problem. It, it mm-hmm. my, my my brain never stops. Whether it's traffic signs at intersections mm-hmm. or or um, uh, uh, handicap rails in restrooms or mm-hmm. or inclusive language and in, in liturgy, mm-hmm. um, you know, because my vision for the world is a world where all of God's children are seen, loved, embraced, affirmed. Mm. And if that, is, if that is what I profess, you know, as, 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 as uh, numerous as, as uh, creeds using that language may be, then the question then was, how, how do you do that? And then what must be moved? What must be deconstructed? Mm-hmm. You know, what system mm-hmm. must be dissolved mm-hmm. in order for that mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. that we have profess to, and then what resources, you know, communal relationships, you and I, and so many others that we know, um, what, what other gifts ha- has God put into this, this, this sphere to bring that to be? Yeah. It is not this sort of crusade mentality. It uh-huh. is not, you know, I'm, I'm violently called to be some sort of savior syndrome to mm-hmm. redeem and mm-hmm. to, 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 to read the world of mm-hmm. some sort of mm-hmm. thing. But I think Mahalia Jackson, being a theologian of, of, of mm-hmm. gospel through song, yes. Uh, said it best, if I can help somebody yeah. as I pass along in my living. Yes. So so every day I push myself both internally and through my work to live into the words even more. Mm-hmm. I, I I look for ways and if and if I go home in some way and, and am unsatisfied with what I have done, it is because I mm-hmm. I think I left something on the table. Mm-hmm. I think I, I dodged a, a risk, and mm-hmm. you know, Frank Thomas talks about how to preach a dangerous, dangerous sermon. Yes. You know, I, right. I, I, I may have uh, chosen um, uh, 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 green pastures instead of a, a, a courageous remark that mm-hmm. could have changed the the conversation. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so um, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it is it is it is moving through the world with one's eyes wide open. One's heart attuned to the out, and in this way, I am very much like my 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 uh, theological hero Howard Thurman. I learned that from my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
to, to be in tune to the suffering, the ebbs and the flows, the, the highs and the lows, the dreams, the aspirations of those around me. Yes. Even nature. Mm. Uh, to, to, to move the world, striving my best to see, not just to be seen, mm-hmm. to feel, not, uh, not just mm-hmm. to be felt, mm-hmm. to hear, not only to be heard. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do with that? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I would argue sometimes nothing at all. Uh, but, but, oft, but other times those things ought to push you. If, if that which you profess to believe is true, then if it's not, then you have a different conversation. But if it is, mm-hmm. then it, it, it ought to be something unsettling about leaving leaving something undone, unsaid, un, mm-hmm. un, um, unaddressed. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, in that regard, um, the spirit is always moving. You know, it comes from the spirit, yes, but it also comes from, from one's desire to, to, to be a part of uh, what God is doing mm-hmm. in others mm-hmm. and throughout the world, mm-hmm. to, to, to jump into, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes be the catalyst for, sometimes come alongside. Right, right. Uh, I'm struck, Winterborn, by um, your responsiveness to the call to do that work primarily from the position of serving a local congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, earlier you referenced sort of bivocationality and those mm-hmm. who serve a congregation and have another professional commitment and sort of serve and lead out of that kind of bivocational space. And I know that you uh, you teach and speak and preach widely, um, but you've really, in, in, in my uh, conversations with you, I've come to appreciate that you've made a conscious decision to sort of anchor down in the life of a local congregation. How does the practice of pastoring a congregation of believers um, impact how you think about your broader vocational work? There, I would argue, there is no greater seat in the local community than that of a spiritual leader, Mm. Christian or otherwise. Mm -hmm. The church has some things going for it that other leaders Mm -hmm. don't, you know. the church for me, particularly within the African-American context, even with all of its challenges, and God knows we have our challenges, but it still is the single most important institution with the social capital to convene. Yes. The preacher still may very well be the only community leader with the voice able to cut through divides and to frame some vision, mm. some, some, mm-hmm. some, something mm-hmm. beyond that which, you know, we may be experiencing. And, and, and I would never give that up. Mm. You know, I have aspirations to serve in higher ed. I have aspirations to, you know, I teach on, on, the, on the faculty here at uh, uh, now IU Indianapolis. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> School of <laughs> Education. I, mm-hmm. I travel. But, but even in all of that, I speak from from the seat of the pastor, one who mm-hmm. has stood at bedsides, mm-hmm. one who stands at the back door every Sunday and, and lifts babies who are two and looks into the eyes of those who are 92. Mm-hmm. You said something once when we were before, uh, we were together before, and uh, I may butcher this, you correct me, but um, it, it, it was, uh, oh, I forget the occasion, but you said something along the lines 
that nowhere else in America can you find every, almost nowhere, every living generation under the sun yeah. tied to the same yes. time and place and general beliefs yes. Yes. with joy. Yes. With, with, yes. And um, mm. the seat of the pastor, and again, because I have, I have seen so many do this well, it, 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 if it is done right, it will take you into other sectors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where you don't have to lay it down at the door. Right. The, the power that you power, lowercase p, uh, or uppercase P, depending mm-hmm. on what the fight may be, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that you that you have is that you do in some ways speak on behalf of a body of thinkers and people with resources and 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 political uh, momentum that mm-hmm. that that you do in some way embody um, uh, in, in an odd way the, the social uh, capital of those who have placed their trust in you. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure of another mm-hmm. profession. Where, where that is as prevalent with such frequency. Yes, you know. yes, yes. Then, you know, aside from the NFL, uh, you know, where we may sit down to watch them once a week, mm-hmm. they may be beating our numbers, you know, in worship compared to the football games. But um, who else has the opportunity in, in American culture to speak every single week? Mm-hmm. Sometimes daily, if yes. you want to, weekly, certainly, to the same people to to shape piece by piece their That's own right. their That's own right. view of the world of, of God of of their of their own call to serve no one else can do that right so for me uh, 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 there is no higher call than that of 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 the pastor mm-hmm. and uh, uh, whatever affluence or influence someone invited me somewhere yesterday and I knew it was a mass email but I still responded. Uh, yes, I will attend, but they said you are on this list because you are a person of influence. Mm. And I replied back, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll attend the, the gathering, but, <laughs> but I don't, you know, I don't consider myself a, a person of influence as you have framed it, but, mm. but um, it, there is no higher call than that of, of pastor. And, and I, 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 I believe that even in the classroom, I'm pastoral. Mm-hmm. I think what are born about the um, the occasion that we were just um, in together celebrating this dedication of the new worship oh, space yes. and and building at, at Witherspoon and um, at a point um, we're surrounded by uh, dignitaries from the city and faith leaders and folks sort of from outside the congregation coming to help mm-hmm. up, uh, among them me uh, coming to help you all celebrate yeah. and dedicate and you said and it will stay with me you said the most important people in this room are the members of the Witherspoon That's congregation and I want to yeah. give a specific word to them yeah. today um, I think that attentiveness to the community that you are shaping that you are building by God's grace and with God's word as your uh, roadmap, and yet um, I, I so resonate with your description of that week in, week out. I say to our uh, to our pastoral residents, our Lake Fellows at, at Second, and you've shared the task of mentoring two of our Lake Fellows so beautifully, um, uh, I say to them all the time, you will be a better preacher five years into your call than you were at the beginning, even if your preaching hasn't improved at all. Yeah. 
And the reason is because the people who you serve and the people who you walk alongside know you and you know them. You have been at those bedsides. You've been at those graduations. You've been at a counseling uh, session where difficult truths have been shared. And there's something about pastoring that must inform our preaching. It Um, it has to. It's it's sort of our our way into the lives Mm -hmm. of our congregations. It's such a beautiful image. Yeah. Speaking of the Lake Fellows... um, Dr. McMickle shared with them on, yes. on Monday. But I, I have also shared with, with, with some uh, who have asked, you know, uh, you know, how is it, you know, that, that, you know, why is it? Or, I'm not sure if the question is how is it or why is it? Mm-hmm. It may be a little both. But anyway, mm-hmm. has your congregation accepted your, your preaching style? You know, you're not Presbyterian by birth. You know, your, your, uh, your length may be a little different and, and uh, the ebbs and flows of the sermon. I said, well, there's a cultural piece there. But more importantly... I say people will generally tolerate a good or bad sermon based on the trust they have in the person. The sermon is not the the magna carta of my value Mm. or my work, Mm -hmm. though sacred. Mm. But I think it is equally as sacred when I am at those football games or basketball games Mm -hmm. and and I walk into rooms and people have given me an excuse, oh, I know you're busy and I'm still Mm -hmm. there. People could tolerate just about anything on a Sunday. <laughs> you know, shy, shy being a heretic, you know, you know and, and renouncing the, you know, the faith altogether because they, 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 they have in you. I have a member, and I want to call her name. Her name is Betty Merriweather. She's the wife of Charles Merriweather. Charles is Dr. Charles Merriweather. He is 80, 95. Mm. Betty is 93. And... Uh, a tap dancer, believe it or not. Mm. And mm. so we have this thing um, when she would always come to me at the end of services and we would put our heads, uh, our foreheads to one another. And she would always say, you know, I don't like you. <laughs> 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 and I would look in her eyes and say, but I love you. Mm. And then that turned over to these three words that we say to each other every single Sunday. I put my head towards Betty's head. She puts her head towards mine. And we both say, I see you. Mm-hmm. Yes. That led me a few weeks ago to preach, uh, to, to, to say in a, in, in a sermon that I, I now know that I, I once thought that the most powerful three words in the world were, I love you. Mm-hmm. And they, they have value. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I now know, equal to that, if not greater, depending on the day and the situation, the power of, I see you. Mm-hmm. Yes. I see you. And, and, that unique affirmation from a shepherd who is also mm-hmm. a, a co-journeyer, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. n- no superpowers mm-hmm. I possess per se. Um, a member of my church died uh, one Sunday morning, mm-hmm. Lillian Stokes, Dr. Lillian Stokes, and, and, and we were completely, uh, dis- uh, of course, uh, disturbed by her lost great pillar in the church. Mm-hmm. That evening... Uh, I left worship, and uh, another one of our members, Marilyn Scott, um, precious soul, uh, creates these wonderful paper mache boxes, mm. and she was in an art show over at Garfield Park. So, to to rid you know even myself from the morning of loss, I went to the art show, which mm. I had intended to do anyway. But and so by walking through trying to find her, this one artist had these stones, um, and they had quotes on them. And that day, I bought a stone with a quote on it from. Uh, a great thinker by the name of Rumi, mm-hmm. and the stone said, we are all just walking each other home. Mm. 
So week by week through your proclamation, mm-hmm. and home is that sort of death. And then, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how mm-hmm. Rumi may have framed it, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but not you know walking through the grave or yes. you know, to Hades or to Purgatory. Mm-hmm. But 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 to know that you are not in the world alone, mm-hmm. to know that there is someone walking alongside you. Yes, my unique call may be to break over the word of life, the beginning, the God, you know, word became flesh. Okay, fine. But at the end of the day is to be seen. Uh-huh. And and I have found pastorally that the most powerful moments are not when I am I am uh, silk clad, you know, uh-huh. and, and polished words uh-huh. um, with my manuscript completely intact, which it rarely is. Unlike <laughs> 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 <Or> you. <laughs> um, it it is it is those moments when the the tender cadence of our beating hearts become one mm-hmm. in sync. Mm-hmm. That gives power to the proclamation, mm-hmm. grace when the mark is missed, right. um, and, and allows for forgiveness when disagreements arise. Right. Like all great stories, this one is apocryphal, but um, I've heard the story that uh, William Sloan Coffin, when he was uh, pastor of the Riverside Church in New York, had preached a um, passionately anti-Vietnam War uh, sermon and was greeting parishioners uh, as they departed that beautiful sanctuary um, at Riverside. And a three-star general uh, approached him and said, it took every ounce of my restraint not to stand in the aisle and shout you down out of the pulpit for that sermon you preached this morning. And Coffin was uh, never known to back down from a challenge. And he said, General, why didn't you do it? And the general said, because when my wife died, you were holding each of our hands. And I think about that all the time. The, the, the gateway into prophetic preaching is pastoral presence. Always. Um, Always. And if we, if we can serve our communities well, um, we can then also try to be Marilyn Robinson's definition of a prophet um, is that prophets must cha- must love those whom they chastise. Yes. Um, yes. The love has to come first. Has to come first. Um, and yeah. always remain. Mm. Yeah. Winterborne, mm-hmm. mm. tell me a little bit about how you steward your voice in the public square. Um, you may not want to own the title person of influence, um, and so I won't use that that particular <laughs> designation. Uh, but but what are the what are the uh, rubrics or standards by which you measure um, the use of your voice, the the impact of your presence? I'll answer that in two ways, Chris. The first way I will recall a mentor who was the senior VP of something of another uh, at uh, the University of Rochester, Dr. Paul Baguette. He is now an ancestor mm-hmm. after a battle with, I believe it was cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had lunch one day. I was very early on, still searching for you know this sort of mm-hmm. thing I was after. I was in seminary and preparing mm-hmm. to leave Colgate and, and do something else. And I said, Dr. Baguette, what, how do you do this? He said, Winter, what do you mean? You know. You know, I made this thing, you know, you're, you're the VP and, you, you, you know, but I see you down here at the Baobab Center and, mm-hmm. you know, I see you in the, in the street, you know, and I see you at the university, you know, you have a PhD in like music something from the Eastman School of Music, but you're, you know, and he embodied for me that poem, if, if you can walk with mm-hmm. me. He just, I said, mm-hmm. what, what, how did you, yes. tell me the formula, yes. give me a dose of this. Yes. And he said to me, Winter, he said, one must become fluent in the sacraments of culture. Mm. 
to be able to move seamlessly through time and space and never lose one's soul in the process. I have wrestled with and held on to those words by Dr. Baguette. I, I, sh- I try to do the same thing. My, my voice is the voice of a pastor. And with that, I'm many gifts. You know, I, I dibble and dabble in music. I dibble and dabble in art. You know, one day I'll show up in a caftan, full-length caftan. One day I'm in pants and a blazer. One day I'm in shorts and a, and a black last matter and a hoodie. You know, and that very well could be the same day. <laughs> how many times you see me, you know, I, I can channel Andre Leon Talley. I can oh, channel yes. Calvin Butts. I can channel, you know, uh-huh. Howard Thurman, you know, whoever. But in that is, is, is a desire to show up authentically as myself. Now, what that hmm. means now may not be what it meant five or ten years ago, which I think is a good thing. But I, I try my best to, to approach every opportunity and every person with the same authentic pastoral aura, whether it's a boardroom, a fundraiser, or a private conversation. That keeps me safe mm-hmm. from being called a fake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw you in the grocery store and you didn't speak. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, in, mm-hmm. possibly Matthew twenty-five may have something to say about yes, that. You know, yes, yes. Uh, you know, or 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 you only, you know, I, I saw you walking with so and so, and 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 you changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. uh, 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 or, you know, or, you know, I've had instances where I've been with people of affluence, influence at, at restaurants that I have frequented, and and. And, 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 and waitresses or waiters or, or guests have, have come to the table that I could tell it has disturbed the, the person I was with. And, wow. I, and, I, and I still model for them, how are your children? Mm-hmm. You know, is your mother, is, mm-hmm. how was her surgery? Mm-hmm. You know, and they look at me, how do you know, you, know, you remember these things? I never remember names. Oh. Everyone, everyone's <laughs> beloved. <laughs> but I, I, try to, I try to foul stories. Mm. So... So my voice, I, I, how I steward it, I, I don't, I steward it by trying to be the same in every space. Mm-hmm. I, I stu- and of course, each space has an assignment. So you, know, you don't preach at boardroom tables per se. Uh, well, I kind of do. But, uh, <laughs> but wherever I am, I want to know that A, I was fully there, fully present. Mm. B, I gave my best, and C, that I can stand on whatever I said and whoever I was in that space. Mm-hmm. I never wanted said, even presumed, that a car or a title or my association with anyone has that much value mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as to change who and how I see the world and how I treat others. Mm-hmm. It's not that serious to me. Mm-hmm. No, it's not that serious. And, and, and I couldn't live with myself. Right. So, I, so I try to show up in spaces, you know, again, civics, you know, mm-hmm. private, you know, professional, with the same kind of, you know, attire may change, and, 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 but, but I, I, I strive to be the same. Mm-hmm. I, I strive mm-hmm. to, so, so that if nothing else, I leave pleased with myself. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, if, if nothing else, that I could go home and say, at least I was me. I, yes. You know, I, and, and that has taken work, many tears, mm. Mm. 
Many are scars. Uh, that in and of itself has been a master class uh, for peers and colleagues who, who may have been taught to sort of take on, put off type, right. type thing. Right. Right. You know, I, 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 I don't know what that is. I, 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 that's how I steward it, mm. to, be, to, to strive to be authentic and, and, and um, kind and gracious and, and keen and prepared mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, with something to offer, if nothing more than, than the power of my presence. I love it. Thank you for that answer. Learborn, we serve Presbyterian churches um, a handful of miles apart from each other. Um, in many ways, um, those communities had had not uh, existed in partnership, at least at a deep level, um, throughout their existence. Um, there was perhaps awareness, uh, perhaps um, the occasional encounter. But I, I know that uh, a lot of our work together over these last five years has been um, to try to deepen not just our friendship, um, which has been pure gift for me, um, but also to, to try to bring our congregations together for a deeper purpose, for the, thing, the kinds of things that can only happen um, through the kinds of reconciliation and collaboration that we believe we are called to. Um, a seminal moment for me was in the summer of 2020 when I reached out to you, yeah. asked some questions, and I keep your response to my message um, handy. I keep it with me uh, in my saved files, and I return to it often. And part of what you say in that response is, um, remember that the journey is long. Um, I think of the importance of building relationships between communities in such a way that they are not built on sand, um, that they're not a house of cards easily uh, toppled. Um, How do you feel we um, who lead congregations um, can do that long journey kind of work um, of building partnerships and genuine relationships that are not um, transactional in nature but transformational instead? I think the answer, uh, 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 let me say, our relationship has been a pure gift to me as well. I think the answer is in the question. You know, we live in this, this stark transactional world. It is event-based. It is camera-based. It is lights-based. It is photo-op-based. It is selfie-based. It is Instagram-based. It is, you know, uh, sort of avatars. Nothing's, nothing's really real. Yes, you know. right. You know, are you who you say you are? You know, were you really there? Is it a green screen? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, who wrote your speech? Uh-huh, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. and 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 the, the, the and this this deep desire, human desire. I wouldn't say just for clergy, mm. though we may have an appetite for it more because our profession may not be seen as 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 high enough compared to others. Certainly, not more lucrative than some. Mm. But this desire to be in, you know, however you frame the in crowd, to be at the table, in the room, in a social mm-hmm. So, 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 so uh, there's a part of the, the nature of the ebb and flow of, 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 of society where if you're not careful, everything will be a gimmick, you know, or, or a, um, a transactional thing. You know, you smile to get, you know, you email to receive, you know. So, mm-hmm. so, the, so for me, there has to be something more. Yes. The first thing, the first way I do that is I recognize this work cannot be done alone. Mm-hmm. Yes. No matter what your gifts are or the resources, whatever body you serve or institution you may be employed by, you, you can't do it alone. Amen. It, it, period. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So if you recognize that, then you have to ask yourself, who, who may be a co-conspirator, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, or in the words of uh, John Lewis, you know, with whom may mm-hmm. I get into some good trouble, good trouble. with? Yeah. And, um, you know, from that, um, you, you, you have to remember also, I think, secondly, that the, that the solution to the problem that you are facing won't come overnight. Mm-hmm. So it has to be done with partnership. Mm-hmm in partnership. And that would be long. But I think more importantly, it, it comes from, um, I think the best work we do in community comes from natural relationships. Yes. It comes from actually liking one another. Yes. Uh, I follow the stories of the boys. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, almost, I have a file, maybe, you know. Uh, you know, I, I look for Sarah. You know, I... I I I I follow your stories of of, of on sabbatical. I mm-hmm. I care for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think one thing that you and I have in common that we've been able to bond over is yeah. that we are both the second smartest person in yeah. our marriage. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Very and much so. <laughs> getting to be friends with Jill and to to follow her extraordinary uh, trajectory and vocation is, is also just a tremendous gift. I want to name Joy because um, we can't do this work alone and we yeah. also can't do it without glimpses of genuine joy. Yeah. And one of the things that your friendship brings to me that I don't find um, in many other places in yeah. this work um, is that genuine sense of joy. I In the uh, <laughs> Christmas day last year was on a Sunday. And um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure pastors ever love Christmas day being on a Sunday, <laughs> but I, uh, speaking of social media, I posted a picture of myself lying horizontal yeah. on the chancel and thought I was really clever uh, in my suit there, horizontal, and posted that picture online about an hour later, yeah. <laughs> a picture of you. Um, and you, of course, outdid me. Yeah. Um, not only were you horizontal <laughs> on the chancel, but you were wearing an elf uh, and and it was the deepest laughter and most genuine connection. And I, I just want to affirm what you've said that um, I think of it in some ways as um, we have to create the kinds of can- containers of relationship so that in the inevitable tragedies and trauma and crisis that will come in this work, particularly at a moment of such deep um, distrust and division and pain in our community and in the world. Um, We have to create the the container strong enough so that those conversations that will inevitably come Mm -hmm. are held by something other than convenience or um, the thing that we're supposed to do in that moment. There has to be that genuine. um, And one thing I loved um, celebrating the dedication of your space, uh, new space for Witherspoon, um, was now the number of your congregation members who I can greet by name and who can come up to me and who remember me and know me. And that does not happen uh, virtually, and it certainly does not happen with um, an occasional encounter or a a wave of a magic wand. It is the work of relationship. It it is. And to live into, you know, partners in ministry and, you know, sister churches, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, and, and, and I will say that there's so many unbeknownst to me, have been charting our relationship from afar. And what is this thing? What, what, what is this that they have? This, and I like your words so well, so, so much. This, the container. It is, it is to model for others in this otherwise sort of transactional, sterile society that, that, you, 
that that laughter and joy and partnership and tension and yes. pain and disagreement can can exist <laughs> and not be sort of you know the bomb that fell on America you know and, and you not fall out to the extent that you that you no longer love the person yes. as 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 civic leaders as religious leaders uh, uh, pastors particularly um that those kind of relationships will ultimately i would say um dictate the effectiveness of our of our of our ministry amen you know who who do you turn to? Who are you in conversation with? Who are you eating with? Mm-hmm. Um, who are you texting odd things? You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, who pours into you? Who can pull yes. your coattail? Yes. You know, <laughs> you know, yes. Yes. Um, you know, who who when you are tired can look at you and say you need to go and, and rest. Mm-hmm. Um, those and I think what sometimes people think is that you aim for the position of the person and the resource first. And then, you know, mm-hmm. versus almost every relationship I have been blessed to have in this city came the opposite way. Mm-hmm. It was from showing up authentically in space, mm-hmm. saying something with some tenor of courage, mm-hmm. and that authentic light being seen by someone and saying that person and then they and then they being yes. willing to make the connection. I That's right. I think about our joint mentor, uh, a friend and mentor, uh, Dr. William Enright. And Dr. Enright, he does not know mm. the full totality of what his presence yes. as a fearful, isolated, mm. terrified grad student in Indiana <laughs> in a cubicle <laughs> Like, why am I here, Lord? <laughs> he would, he, he, in his sort of Gandalf way, mm. would, would, would sort of move the, and, would, and would lay his hands on my shoulder. And sometimes without a word, he said once, God makes no mistakes. Mm. Mm. So people laud, oh, you know so-and-so mm-hmm. and so. No, mm-hmm. it, it, no, it's the hand on the yes. shoulder. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the late night response to an email yes. is always being available to be in community with. Yes. Um, without those kind of relationships, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure you can get it from being on the third row of a press conference. That's right. You know, That's right. I'm glad you're there. You know, we do That's have to right. show up for those sort of things, I, I think. Um, but but um, out, of, out of the well of authentic care for one another and acknowledgement of the gifts of another, mm-hmm. That that person can lean on you, and you can lean on them. You can resource them. They can resource you, and we just so happen to sit in two positions. That that that, and it may be the woman at the grocery store line, or it could be the CEO of a corporation, whoever. Yes. Um. You know, uh, uh, when we needed resources for a particular project at the church, it wasn't the CEO of of of, of Walmart, mm-hmm. Alice Walton, that came mm-hmm. to my aid. It mm-hmm. was the the local woman who saw that we didn't have enough for the Thanksgiving baskets who then yes. collected money from the, from the, 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 the checkout people mm. Mm. Wow. to ensure we close the gap. Mm. Nothing against Alice. <laughs> no, yeah, nothing against the, the Walton family. Nothing against them at all. But I couldn't call her that day. Yes, you know? no, no. No. And, and, but that worker was just as powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And I know her name. Mm-hmm. And every time mm-hmm. I see her, how's your grandson? Mm-hmm. How's your granddaughter? Mm-hmm. You know, how, you know how, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Thank you, Pastor, for seeing me. Yes, yes. Relationships. Winterborn, the many gifts that you bring to me and to the church and to the community, um, I think perhaps the greatest is that gift of authenticity. Um, I think of um, your, your mentioning of Thurman and, and that wonderful definition of vocation that I know has, has guided your path, what makes you come alive. alive. And I do think about um, the child in the attic building the city, and you continue to build um, and rebuild, and it is a tremendous gift for me not only to build alongside of you, but to laugh alongside of you and uh, to call you a dear friend. Thank you for taking time for this conversation today. This is a joy. I, w- I will say this before I leave. Please. That, that what you are doing, both in the pulpit and throughout the community, is life-changing. Mm-hmm. And wherever it leads... And however, I can be a part of the journey. That's why I'm here. Because I love you. And I value you. And uh, I pray that those who listen to the podcast are blessed by it, who, who, who ask themselves these same questions. And the other speakers I know are equally, if not more so, uh, are gifted in many ways. But, but we need more of this. This, this sort of... Um, in the words of Mari Evans, uh, mm. the sort of coming together in a coming togetherness. Yes. And I'm glad, so blessed that your vision for the world includes these kind of dialogues to model that everything does not have to be division and divide, mm. that we can sit and dream and play and co-create together to the glory of God, our Savior. Maybe but so. I, I, I thank you for this well, opportunity. Well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. Please subscribe, share with a friend, and let us know what you would like to hear in future episodes. And I look forward to continuing the conversation on the next Faithful Discourse with Chris Henry. Until then, take care of each other. 